Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. This week we're talking about balanced training sessions and really how the fitness industry has let you down. You may not know this, but all of the classes, all of the sessions, all of the workouts you've done are most likely unbalanced and it's not your fault. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday morning here in Sydney, Australia. I'm joined with uh, my brother Rad and Phil beside me, our resident physio and the voice of God, Richie, behind the mic. Together we are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. If this is your first time joining us, smash up that like button if you're over on YouTube, sending you guys lots of love. We're sending lots of love to our podcast. If you haven't already, give us a five-star review. Send some love back. And a big warm welcome to everyone joining us live on the UMS Movement Mastermind private Facebook group. Uh, we want you all to join us live. So if you're on the podcast, if you're on YouTube, smash the like button and uh, then jump over at some point and join the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group where you can catch these live streams and interact with us. How are you, Phil? How are you, Rad? I'm pretty good. That was an interesting um, second intro. I was like all hyped up and everything. And then Yanni's like, welcome to the soothing sounds of movement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Late nights with Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. uh, you know, fired up for another week. Yep, doing something a bit different this week. Uh, no Physio Monday today, but that doesn't mean you won't be getting some serious physio action later in the week. Well, and you're going to be getting double physio action. It's going to be one of the few times we're going to have four people sitting around this table, unless I'm getting ousted. No, no. No, we're going to have four. <laughs> and uh, personally, yeah. I, I think we should consider doing it uh, on a regular basis if that's when Nilesh can make it. But we have... Uh, Recently had um, a new team member join us, uh, Nilesh, um, who is an incredible physiotherapist who's teamed up with Phil. And we're going to be bringing you some extra special show love on Wednesday this week and next week. So stay tuned for that. Today's topic is a very, very passionate, it's a passion point for Rad, myself and Richard and probably a little bit Phil too. And uh, so we're, we, we, I have to, I, I'm going to just say the disclaimer from the top. Uh, if we say anything that offends anyone, we, we apologize in advance. No, we don't. We, <laughs> we like what we do. And uh, if you get offended by us, then, uh, yeah, that's on you. That's your prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So topic of the day. Morning, Joe. Morning, Dave. Before we get started, anyone who is on the UMS Movement Mastermind catching us live, let us know uh, in the comments section so we can send you some love. So getting started. Well, we're talking about um, this. This is a topic that's uh, near and dear to us because it's something that we um, we basically stumbled upon this from for, for many, many reasons. It was from the coaches that we've had, but also the way that we, you know, between between Yanni, Richard and myself, we have we had very different passions about the way that we wanted to train. I was much more into uh, flexibility and, and movement style training, whereas Yanni and Richard are much more into strength training. And so the way that we created our UMS program, um, it was there was a lot of a push-pull coming uh, in where I'd be trying to make the workouts more like one way and then Yanni and Richard would say, no, we've got to do it more like this. And we ended up finding this middle ground that create this really balanced workout, which originally it was, it was around, it was this balance of strength and flexibility. And then we had uh, a friend who had a stroke and it made, it reminded us of the critical, like back then we were saying, oh, people can just do cardio on their own. And we, uh, well, Yanni really said, we have to do cardio. We are, we are letting these people down if we're training them for five 
hours a week and we're not making them do some cardio training with it and so we forced cardio into the program and so we've created this balanced workout a balance between strength flexibility and fitness which is really unheard of in the fitness industry and we want to have a discussion today about about well, why I, that is i disagree with that it's he- it's heard of a lot because most gym uh sort of uh, functional fitness classes claim that they do it but they don't. But they don't. Um, yeah. And we're, what we see is when we see people say that they do strength, flexibility, and fitness, and they usually get the strength and fitness part right. Um, there's a lot of group group training formats that do that. You can see people that do certain CrossFit, CrossFit for example. You know, they, they get really, really strong and really, really fit. But generally speaking, like if you put them up even against our top members at our gym here, they wouldn't. Most of the CrossFit people I've seen wouldn't hold up in a flexibility challenge. Um, and that is where we believe that we that what we do is quite different. Or, or a longevity challenge. Or a longevity challenge, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and non-injured challenge. Um, so uh, so yeah, that's what that's what we want to talk about today. And we've um, Yanni and I have been in the industry for almost seventeen years now. Phil, you've been in the industry for how long? About ten nine, years, yeah. nine, ten years, yeah. Say ten, it sounds better. Um, <laughs> and well, before w- then, I was I was like I've played competitive sport since I was 11 like yeah. uh, sorry for 11 years before that so I've like from when I was 14 playing Australian level ultimate frisbee which mm-hmm. um yeah was a perfect example of this where you know we thought training was uh like back in the day was you know as many 5k runs you could fit into a week and that was going to yeah. make you a better athlete but you know mm-hmm. my so that's where my yeah my, my time in the industry started was figuring out that you know why am I injured all the time <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. not right um, so um, it's and been what a was passion point since then yeah because you had done a, a lot of training before you came with us what was your experience because Phil, Phil the way that we met Phil Phil was a masseuse that uh, back then when we met him and, and he treated us and then he start, came on to our gym as a member what was your experience coming into Unity Gym and, and, and even being a part of the way it evolved like it was your yeah. advice and your um, you know your experience and expertise that helped us guide it to where it is yeah I mean I hated gyms uh, I remember when Yanni came in to um, get to get a massage for the first couple of times, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you should really come check out my gym." And I was like, "Oh God, I hate gyms." Cause yeah. yeah, the only place I, like <laughs> I'd been before was I think I won't name names, but yeah. one of the big kind of commercial ones. And you sort of when you just don't know what you're doing, and you just see people that you don't really resonate with doing things that you know look confusing and, and weird on machines and <laughs> when and you, you just kind of like avoid eye contact put your headphones on and then just try and like you know copy people here and there like it's just not a very fun or fulfilling experience so when when yanni's just i come to the gym i was like yeah i should do it for the networking but that's about as far as this will go and then yeah. i was like oh this is different like yeah. <laughs> and um yeah i mean it was that combination of like you know actual uh instruction just instruction really helped uh yeah. feeling like you knew what you're doing but then like the environment where there's lots of people doing um you know the same thing kind of remind me of that team environment then now i don't really need that so much because i i, I i'm bought into the training and i love the training and i just mm. enjoy the results yet so yeah 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 and i mean yanni and i being personal trainers at fitness first for i, I was there for a decade um with a big stint in the army in the middle and a, and a bit outdoors but yanni was there for a straight decade we we saw and you know being in the industry you know seeing what what other people do outside as well we've we've seen this where people are basically um, they're doing these workouts that are very very good at doing one or maybe two things but not what we would call balanced at all yeah well there's a notion that I mean first to give the 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 idea of what we mean by balance and and why we think it's important. <clears throat> 
Um, uh, we talk about balance as balance on, from a macro standpoint between strength, flexibility and fitness, but then we also go deeper on a micro and talk about balance within each joint uh, and, and you know balance from antagonist and agonist uh, muscle systems, balance between the big, the big systems that are moving the muscle or the joint, uh, moving the joint I should say, and the systems deeper that are stabilizing that joint and just bringing it all together as, uh, you know, as a system, uh, you want balance. And then balance between limb symmetry from left to right side. We, we, we want the body to be all of that. Today, we're really going to be focusing on the macro picture, the balance between strength, flexibility and fitness. And, you know, being in a, uh, a large gym, I learned very quickly uh, among most of the coaches and, you know, in the gym that I worked at at one point, there was 36 different personal trainers working there uh, and they're all running their own businesses. So they all come from slightly different backgrounds, slightly different training. There was some sports exercise science. There was even a couple of exercise physiologists there. And then there was just the run of the mill personal trainers like myself who had gone and done a personal training course and then maybe taken it a little bit further after that and done a few other courses. Uh, and you know, th there's a notion among that, those people that, um, as long as you're taking the body through full range of mo motion, then you're developing flexibility and that's enough. And, uh, and today we're going to tell you that that's absolutely wrong and it's not. Um, but so the, the, the initial goal, I think among trainers and among just members of the gym was to, at some point migrate from assisted machines to free weights because free weights allow you to take the joint through a deeper range of movement. You're not restricted and therefore you're then functionally training and that's enough. That's the sort yeah, of Yeah, it's not pinnacle. only about the range of motion, like you can get machines that can take you through crazy ranges of motion, but what a machine does is it blocks all sort of unwanted movement. Yeah. One of the most important things when looking at that sort of macro to micro thing with the global moving muscles versus stabilizing muscles, if, if you've got a machine that's doing all the stabilizing for you, then we're not putting adequate stress on the stabilizing muscles to actually um, need to adapt and do their job. So yeah. that's where it becomes so powerful to you know learn to move with free weights. Yeah, that's right. But uh, the point that I want to make just before we move forward is that, you know, I was friends with a lot of great personal trainers and uh, a lot of great, what were they, they started to call themselves strength coaches because personal training wasn't uh, trendy anymore. And, uh, and but, but there was still a real um, sort of, uh, uh, belief that the, the, the from the point that you got your client deep squatting that was the flexibility standard that meant that you were flexible and that was about all the flexibility training they did you know and i i am definitely a proponent of deep squatting and i do believe that one like uh squatting is a mobility exercise it's a mobility drill but there just wasn't very much stretching done. And there was a little bit, you know, they had a stretch cage downstairs and they had a chart on the wall that showed you how to do certain stretches and, you know, but there was certainly this, this concept of, okay, come and, and, and I'm talking from a personal trainer's perspective. It was even worse if you weren't working with a personal trainer, uh, that, that you sort of, you'd, do the strength training and some personal trainers would do a little bit of fitness training with their clients, but it was really embarrassing to stand beside a client on a treadmill. You know, uh, you, you just kind of looked like, a, uh, you, I, I certainly felt like I was underperforming as a, as a personal trainer. It's a very lazy thing to do to stand there, but, but there was a need to. Some clients just wouldn't do it if you didn't stand there and motivate them, you know. And then you definitely saw trainers working with their clients on a strength level, you know, up on the gym floor, showing them how to use the equipment, showing them um, how to lift weights. And if they were a good coach, then writing programs for them to do so and, and to keep them going. 
uh, but you very, very rarely, if ever at all, saw them working on, an, on a deep level with, with flexibility. And there was a few, like less than a handful that would do that. Uh, and they were probably not even doing it as well as they could have. You know, the amount of effort put into the programming for strength training was never, ever uh, comparable to how much the effort they put into the flexibility training. And, you know, most people uh, would have benefited from a little bit more stretching and flexibility exercise. Uh, and we're learning more and more and, about And that. I feel like when, you know, back in the day, like stretching was always used as like a big a warm-up thing where people were just like, hammer some stretches yep. and then go straight into to working out. So it wasn't so much like a flexibility practice in itself. It was rather like a kind of ill-conceived warm-up. Like yeah, that, 100%. <laughs> that was sort of the... 100%. Uh, you know, there, there was this sort of uh, idea that, yeah, you, you limber up a little bit and then that's going to assist your strength training somehow, yeah. you know, like... Uh, and so, yeah, they're, they're, they're just, they're, whether we're, and I, I am blaming the way we were taught. There was never an emphasis put on it. Uh, in, in when I, at least when I was taught, you've done an exercise um, sports science degree. I don't know whether you've been taught proper stretching methodology. Uh, no. No, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, like, it's, they it's they, like they do the science of, of like what is actually happening when, you know, with muscle lengthening and stuff. But when it comes to actually programming and, and any advice, like it was a joke, you did yeah. nothing. Like, yeah. And same pretty much with strength as well, really. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was all about doing... Uh, uh, VO2 max testing with Douglas bags over and over again, yeah, which means uh, yeah. it was, which like Douglas bags is like the really old school way that the scientists figure out how to like measure VO2 max, and it's like now we have a machine that does it for you. But they yeah. made sure we knew the science by yeah. doing Douglas bags over and over and over again. <laughs> so, so, anyway, so I, 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 I like I believe that the industry is at fault here because there's just not. It's like anything. It's even even doctors have this problem where. You know, you become a doctor, and I'm sure you can relate because uh, Phil's partner is, uh, she is a doctor. They just, get, it's just an assumption that they know everything. Once you're a doctor, you know everything, and you are very, very well versed in everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know as, as a physio, like, you, you are kind of expected to know, like, everything about every musculoskeletal disorder and whatever, but it's so much of it comes down to your own, like, personal interest. because you, can't, you, you Yeah, yeah you, right. you scratch the surface with everything, and then... It's an expectation that you do a continued study for the rest of your life, which is yeah. great because I'm really interested in it, but it's like the yeah. degrees themselves don't make you an expert. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And and same with medicine. It's yeah. so, and that's even more so because it's so broad. Yeah, exactly. So what ha happens is you, ha you have to um, um, uh, go at it yourself. You have to consciously go and say, okay, I need to learn more about this. Uh, but they're just the moment you get into the fitness industry, health and fitness industry, it, it's very pol polarizing. It's, you sort of you end up in one end of the spectrum based on what your passions are and what your experiences are and, what, and often what your dogmas are. And so you've got the guys who just migrate to the strength training and they just become those dudes that just bodybuild or just power lift or just crossfit. And, you know, they're really good at that and they exceed at that. And then they generally take their clients on that journey as well. And then you have the people who have a different background and they might migrate towards the sort of yoga and more, um, uh, I don't know, some sort of stretching um, methodology, you know. And then you've got the people who are really passionate runners or triathletes or, you know, cardio background. And, and they tend to do more of that with their clients. But what it does is more and more and more, it's just polarizing. It's, it's separating people into these groups uh, where it's it's thought that you can't be all of those together, you know. And then to put fuel on that fire, we're taught 
that you really can't be everything at once. You, ha you, you have to specialise in something, you know, you have to do something really well and then that's it, you know. And more and more we're finding uh, through self-discovery often and, and trial and error that it, it is actually not really that good, you know, to really specialise in something. I think Ido Portal, I heard it from him first, that most injuries are specialisation <coughs> injuries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, the more and more you go down this generalist route, the more... The, the more that becomes uh, clear that that uh, I really do believe that and if anybody doesn't know what we mean by that specializing is if, if you're listening to this and you've never heard this concept before then you're likely specializing um, I did it for my lifetime of training uh, where I was a martial artist that's what I classified myself as in all my training and I remember when I used to get told anything else that could make me better what my brain immediately said was well I don't have enough time to do all of the martial arts training that I need to do to get good enough so there's absolutely no time for that but the generalist approach is very different the generalist approach is that you take anything from anywhere that works well for you and you use it to create a more balanced body and that's what the whole UMS is that the whole UMS is where we've basically taken the things that, are, that we believe are the most critical in order to create the foundation of strength, flexibility and fitness that prevents injury, makes you stronger, fitter and more flexible all at the same time that, so that you can then go and deploy it wherever you want to go. And whether that means that all you want is to be strong, flexible and fit so you can look good and move well and age well, then that'll be it that you'll need to do. But if you want to be better at frisbee, volleyball, soccer, football, martial arts, dance, whatever, it will guaranteed improve it, your performance. provide a very yeah. nice platform, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And I think where this, you know, this come from is with people learning about like optimal ways of training it, that, you know, it's kind of, there's scientific backing where it, with, with certain research, like it's really hard to look at more than one thing at once. And so scientific studies are generally always going to be on very specific metrics and, and very specific outcomes. And then people extrapolate from there, <laughs> like that something is the best way of doing things. But the, the, when you get to something like this, where you're talk, looking at more of a generalized approach, like, you know, there's going to be benefits in performance uh, that you'll get from being a bit fitter, a bit uh, more mobile while you're, you know, you're playing a sport. But if you're only testing for strength, then you're only going to follow the thing that's going to, um, you know, get you that like extra percent more st more strength. And so it, it does it. It's like r scientific research is such a useful way of guiding what we do. But when people kind of follow it to it's like as as the you know guiding light of absolutely everything, it means that you do end up in that sort of like specialized zone because you're just not appreciating like the harder to measure aspects of, of yeah. health and fitness. So, yeah. And one of the things that I find really frustrating is that we measure ourselves against professional athletes mostly, you know, that's who we aspire to or who we emulate and definitely in the sporting realm, in the health and fitness space, you know. So the people we see on the cover of magazines and the people that we see on television playing the sports that we really admire, those are the people we emulate and and most of the time those people train for hours and hours and hours a day and they have a very very amazing recovery program they have people taking care of them you know i've been watching and following the uh the story that's unfolding in australia right now with the australian open tennis players being shipped in and going into lockdown because the people they're finding someone on their airplane that was sick and then now they all have to go into quarantine and there's this uproar because some players are being able to train and other players are being confined to a, a room and not being fed properly. And, and, and then they're expected to all come out and play on a, on a level playing field in a couple of weeks' time in the open. And 
and it, there's uproar. It's it's the, it's really starting to heat up, and you you start to see. You know, they're making you know Novak Djokovic, one of the best players in the world, has made a, a couple of requests. One of the things he he's asked for is that um, at least players get put in a in in the same floor as their coach and their nutritionist and and their uh, recovery um, specialist or practitioners, so that they can mingle with them and still get feedback and things because they're putting they're getting locked in a room that they can't leave for 14 days and they have no interaction with their coaches or anything and they're kind of like how the hell do I stay prepped and ready to play in two weeks and you start to like you really don't get how much work goes into the 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 um, pre preparation of a professional athlete until you start to see this stuff unfold and, and fall apart and then we want to emulate those people. Now, those people, most of the time, will have a, a strength coach. Most of the time, they'll have someone that's helping them with nutrition. Most of the time, they'll have someone who's helping them with recovery. A lot of the time, they'll have someone who's programming cardiovascular exercise to keep their health and fitness going. You know, and they'll have a, a, a remedial practitioner that's probably someone who's working with their flexibility and their joint range of movement and things like that. It might be a, usually a physiotherapist. And so, you, you know, we can't, we can't measure up. We can't benchmark ourselves to that. At some point, you, you, you go, okay, well, what else, how, how else am I going to live my life if I have to train for strength for an hour or 90 minutes? I have to do flexibility for an hour or 90 minutes. I have to do cardio for an hour or 90 minutes. Who's got four and a half hours to train every day? We certainly tried to do it and couldn't do it, couldn't run a business and have families at the same time. And so uh, then you, you know, the average person just strips back the things that they're least passionate about and, and, and focuses on the thing that they are. Now, I've seen how that works out. I got a friend who was in his um, uh, mid thirties who had a stroke, who trained more than anyone I know, uh, but he just didn't do any cardiovascular exercise and, the, and, and, and made sacrifices in other areas of his health. Uh, and so that certainly doesn't work. You know, you can be the strongest person in the world and still die. Uh, and then, you know, I've seen the same thing with the uh, with the athlete triad, with people who are heavily into cardiovascular training. And Phil's had this, seen the same thing with rhabdomyolysis and things like that, where you go so far into being ultra fit, like, and and, and then you, for, you you make sacrifices everywhere else, you know. Yeah, and, and and the error that people make is, you know, when they when you kind of you try and do it all, and then you strip back different elements, is you like eliminate whole like training blocks. So it's goodbye cardio goodbye flexibility but whereas if you can strip back the time in each of them then you you know it's the like diminishing returns thing like you're going to get like if you yeah. do a little bit of everything you're going to get a outweighed sort of you know return on your investment because yeah. you know, after do yeah you, do you know what i think is something that we haven't touched on in this talk yet is that like we've framed it all and we've framed the, I think we've done a good job of framing, you know, what it means to be balanced and what the problems that people yeah, we all face. Have strong feelings. <laughs> yeah. But I think what, like, so w when you're listening to this, and this is what a lot of people really struggle with. So people go, okay, I get that I need to do X, Y, and Z, but they don't know how to put it together. And I, like, even until recent years. Well, that's what we've got the whole week to talk about. Yeah, so I know, yeah. I know, but I, I just want to say this. Even, even in recent <laughs> years, the, um, the I, I was yeah. still confused with how much I need to do of flexibility training to actually get more flexible and how much you know I needed to do of strength training to see real gains but not to make me feel so tired the next day that I really couldn't do much else at all and that's something that we have definitely worked hard on with the UMS by testing it out on ourselves and testing it out on our members to find this dose. And I think that's in itself is a really magical thing because 
people kind of might listen to this and go, okay, sweet, I know I've got to do this, I know I've got to do that, I know I've got to do that. But it, it is hard to put it together into... Should we rename the Unity Gym Tribe to the Unity Gym Guinea Pigs? Yeah, yeah that's like right. Yeah. <laughs> doing our test on them to... Well, look, the, the point is, and we're going to go deep on this, we're going to talk about how we put it together for you guys this week. This is, this is the week that we wait for in every series of our podcast because it's the time we get to express our creativity and show you what we've put together here and why it works so well. And the reality is it really, really works works like the, the, sh the results have been quite surprising to myself um, m mostly out of our tribe here and I've had many many people who I used to be mentored by and who I used to look up to now noticing the results that we're producing and asking questions to me in, in this in the same fashion I used to ask questions yep. to them and you know it's 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 very it's exciting it's awesome you know what I what, all I want all I really want people to leave with today and get ready for this week's discussion because it's going to be a fun one is that we've seen every story play out. We've seen the strength story play out where they sacrifice cardiovascular health and, and, and become quite ill. We've seen the strength and fitness story play out uh, in CrossFitters, friends of, good friends of mine who have been elite level CrossFitters who sacrifice the flexibility story and end up riddled with severe injuries, you know, chronic, chronic injuries uh, that will probably pr plague them for many, many years to come after they stop CrossFit, you know. Um, well, not just CrossFit, but even just that, like, uh, I mean, we've got a, f a good friend who um, came second in the Spartan race, yeah. um, which is like, that's like the, the elite, elite, like to be at that level, like you're talking thousands and thousands of seriously fit and strong people competing against each other in one of those tough mudder spartan style obstacle course things that go for 15 kilometers and he is so fit and so strong but by god has he got injuries yeah and i think with with balance like one of the m missing elements which we're talking about in this double physio episode is recovery and it is about not only balancing like for these people flexibility but also balancing your recovery 100 so, percent. so the, yeah. the, the you know what i was getting at there is we've we've had ru professional rugby league players come through the gym here we've had um adventure what are they called those races um Obstacle races, whatever. Tough mudder, Spartan, all that. Crossfitters. So those people have neglected flexibility. And then on the same token, we've got a lot of like decade invested yogis, people at the highest level of yoga coming through the gym who have neglected strength mm. and and fitness, you know, and uh, and uh, look very healthy and and move very functionally. But when it comes to loading their bodies up with a bit of strength and or uh, uh, being challenged a little bit cardiovascularly, they're, ve they're, they're, they're really, really unhealthy, you know? And so we, we've seen all aspects, we've seen all stories play out, and we've also seen what happens when you combine those three in a very efficient workout, when efficiency is emphasized, when balance and efficiency are the focus, and, uh, and the results that produces is staggering. It's, it's quite phenomenal in general populations. And yes, you know, you're, you're, if you go and try and compete in CrossFit, you'll get whooped by a good CrossFitter. If you go and try and compete on a rugby league field, you'll probably get whooped on the, on the rugby league field. But what we're saying here is that it's creating a foundation that you can go and deploy and then um, if you want to specialize in a sport or something like that. But you want to create that sort of foundation because once you've got something, maintenance is very easy that the level of work that it takes to get is um you know far surpasses the level it takes to maintain it i think it's like 10 or 20 percent of the <coughs> amount of effort will maintain what you've got 
but getting there is a lot harder, obviously, you know. Yeah, so the study we usually cite is that one ninth of the training is one yeah. ninth of the training is enough to maintain it. That's right. We got Vinny Brown on here. I know Vinny's heavily into his martial arts. He's saying full on flexibility training, absent strength ends in sadness. Ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Look, we've all been down this path. We all have this background of specialization. I certainly do, and it came from like myriad of injuries that just stifled my ability to train and do anything in life and and uh, it got very frustrating you know and and I do feel way better than I felt in a, you know in general this year I last year was a little bit of shit fuckery I I, uh, I sacrificed a lot um, but uh, you know COVID <laughs> how's that we almost got Mate, through the was, entire was, show, was, and the last minute, Yanni was, puts the fuck bomb in there and gets the explicit warning. Yeah. <laughs> so on, on the podcast, there's yeah. like a little a little box you have to tick if it's an explicit episode, yeah, and, and it uh, would have been. I feel like I need a little bell where every time it like does. Ding. You know, just, there it is. <laughs> every time you see Yanni go, you go ding. And he goes, oh. <laughs> anyway, all right, guys, so that's all we got time for today. We're going to bring this one in for a landing. Tune in this week because I'm telling you right now, like I mean, if you're in this group, if you're listening to our podcast. You may not know it yet, but this is why you're listening to us. You're yeah. listening to us because we teach you how to create a balanced training method. So yeah. And, okay, and to week. give you an idea, tomorrow we're going to talk about how psychology, the role psychology plays, human psychology and basic behavior. Wednesday, we're splitting the week up with an epic Physio Wednesday midweek special. We've got both Nilesh Double and trouble. Phil. Uh, and what are we talking about on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, the, like the key... We're talking about this recovery piece that's yeah, kind of missing. Yeah, keys to recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, which is very cool. exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a wicked show, from guys. Uh, uh, yeah, professional sports background. All the you know the touch points that the athletes will go through to really optimize their recovery. In the yeah, training. and just to give you an idea, anyone who catches this, Nilesh is uh, ten years now yeah. working for the GWS Giants, which is one of the top football franchises in in Australia. If you're international and you haven't watched AFL, jump online and watch them. It is yeah, the it's pretty crazy. Sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we're going to talk about how we bring it in on Thursday and Friday, how we put it all together, how we create a hol holistic and balanced program, uh, <laughs> and uh, you don't want to miss that. We're going to lift the curtains to the UMS and. And, uh, and really show you how it works. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, Sean, uh, Vinny, Tim, uh, Dave, and Joe. And anyone that's watching on the YouTube channel, please subscribe to our channel and click the notification bell so you get notified when we go, when we upload new videos. And jump over to our Facebook group, UMS Movement Mastermind, and join that group where we record these live and answer your questions. See you, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Good work, guys. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.